you got to be straight with me. My Talk 1071 is KTMY FM HD1, Coon Rapids, St. Paul, Minneapolis. All right, let's stay alert, people. News time. Entertainment news. Brought to you at the top of every hour. Tell me something good. Where talk is fun. My Talk 1071. What do you want to tell us? Just tell us. Tell us. Well, there's been a delay in the uh, sentencing for Jonathan Majors. Uh, the domestic assault case has now been delayed to April. Oh, wow. And this was after his team filed a motion to uh, to delay sentencing. I wonder why. Yeah. It feels like this is something you would just want the answer to now. And then, okay, how do we repair? How do we, you know, get back to where we were? And uh, But for some reason, they seem like there's an advantage to uh, pushing it off. They're waiting. Like, maybe... The judge is going to forget. I don't. Especially when they also have been very um, focused on not allowing those, the evidence to go. All right. So I want to thank a listener who shot us a note to say, you might want to check the Spanish tabloids because there's a story that Kate Middleton was in far worse shape when she went in for her surgery than we've been led to believe. So I went digging, and I'll tell you what I found. But good afternoon. Welcome back to the third hour of The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. What? What are you laughing at? I just love that now when it comes to blind items or whatever, I have to start looking in the Spanish tabloids yes. as well. Now, yes, okay. please I offer tab- or a blind <laughs> items in Spanish coming soon. Oh. We're going to do a whole Spanish version <laughs> yeah. of the podcast. Uh, no, we're not doing that. But no, I know when I, when I saw the note come through Spanish tabloids, I was like, what? Mm-hmm. Really? Well, then I was like bebopping through the internets. And sure enough, I found this story about a Spanish journalist who claimed on actual television that Kate Middleton's life was, quote, in great danger and that she had to be put into an induced coma. Now, most of the mainstream stories about this gossip or rumor say that this uh, what they then in turn do is is, quote, the palace, which says this is total nonsense and fundamentally totally made up okay so you know when i when i look at the internet and i see all of the story like people magazine tmz or whatever and everybody's quoting the palace saying you know palace shuts down claims kate middleton was in a coma near death totally made up blah 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 i think okay so it seems like maybe this is just somebody with too much time on their hands who created a you know an online uh you know dumpster fire but then I looked at where this story came from, and it was made by an actual Spanish journalist. Her name is Concha Calleja, and there is a story on Twitter that is in Spanish that talks about the fact that Kate Middleton was put into a coma and was, quote, near death. So I don't speak Spanish, so I had to, like, dig around a mm-hmm. little bit to try to understand, like, what because, you know, people say stuff, what's real? All I can tell you is that uh, I found a translation of what the journalist actually said. And what she says is, in response to the palace shutting down her claims, I reaffirm what I said. This happens when you touch a nerve. It's annoying. I fully trust my source. What happens is that they feel upset because we discovered the truth. Now, look, I don't know if the story is true. I don't know Concha Calleja from A Hole in the Wall. Or from Adam. 
But she's doubling down on this allegation that a source told her that Kate Middleton had to be put into a coma. And I like not for nothing, right? Like the source might have been completely wrong. Sure. Yep. But she obviously believes that what her source told her was the truth. And also, I would just draw your attention to a little piece of research lovingly titled The Crown. Oh, yeah. That is, if the crown says it ain't true, that doesn't mean it ain't true. Correct. Like, this has happened in the past. Um, She did say the doctors had to take drastic actions at the moment. This is um, the reporter again saying the doctors had to take drastic decisions at the moment because of the complications that arose. The decision was to put her into an induced coma. They had to intubate her. There were serious complications that they didn't expect because the operation went well, but the post-operative period didn't go well. The concern in the royal household was palpable. It was about saving her life. Well, that's so. interesting because you that's we've always wondered, okay, the timeline of this, like what procedure did she have? What is she going through that it was this long of a procedure? And I didn't know based on what you were saying, was she in a bad situation? That's why she went in. Or when she went in, that's when these issues arise. This is saying it's post-operative. Exactly. Yeah. So that definitely changes it, but also makes... Well, and also... Could make some sense. You could see wherein that actually could have happened, yeah. and the palace denies it because they're like, well, it's none of your business, mm-hmm. and she is fine now, but we don't need to tell people how bad it got. Like, I don't... Uh, I think both things could be true. Is this a situation where maybe... We're talking about the king's prostate as much as we are because they're like, this is far worse than discussing what happened with uh, Kate. Like, let's get him off the set. Exactly. I could see that being the case. Well, it's like you said, we never normally get that much information. They are spilling everything about the case. Now, obviously, the cancer diagnosis is something different, but like that, that could potentially be. And the fact that it came at the same time. Now, Mm -hmm. again, you could just say coincidence, but we've been around a long time. Sure. We've seen enough episodes of The Crown. Like, is it really just a coincidence that both the both these things happened at the same time or that? Uh, you heard a lot more about one of the stories than the other story. Yeah. I will say, you know, like, what do I want to say, actually? Because I could go in a bunch of directions. This story has sort of, in our house, we talked about it last night because Jamie was like, well, what actually happened? And I was like, look, we don't know. With Kate specifically, what happened? We heard that it was an abdominal surgery, which Mm -hmm. I just think is such an interesting thing. It's one of those things, just like the prostate thing, where it's like, we're going to give you a certain amount of information, but just enough to, you're going to have more questions than if we had just said she went in for a minor procedure, period. Yeah. Right? Like, like you're actually telling us it was the abdomen. Why? For sports fans, this is the equivalent of the NHL. Every other sports league, they tell you exactly what's wrong with somebody. Like, oh, man, he sprained his ankle. Yeah, whatever. In in hockey terms, it's always an upper body injury or a lower body injury. That's so why all, is that? Because they don't they don't require you to give as much information as the other sports do. So, like, the guy would have, you know, if he's suffering from a concussion, he's got an upper body injury. If he's got a broken finger, he's got an upper body and injury. Like, we just don't want to tell you. He, exactly. So they don't have to. And uh, so that's kind of what this sounds like, where it's like, oh, we'll give See, you a little right? bit. Because like, why wouldn't you just say she went in for an un, like a procedure and it's none your business? Exactly. Versus like she went in for a mystery abdominal mm-hmm. procedure. So yeah. at least we've narrowed it down. And I'm like, well, really, the only things you, I mean, it, there's pretty limited stuff going on in your abdomen. So yeah. it's 
either like a, I don't know, female reproductive issue or I don't know, your stomach. I mean, there, there are a bunch of things it could be, but to give you that much information. Anyway, what we do know is apparently she's back and recuperating and Prince William is actually this dude. I want to know what's going on in his life because imagine you're Prince William. Your dad has just been diagnosed with cancer. Mm -hmm. You don't know what's going to happen. I mean, God willing, he's going to be around. The king will be around for a long time. Yeah. But uh, you're going to start thinking about your future. And meanwhile, your wife, God knows what she's dealing with. So, uh, and and you've got all these young kids, so you're trying to run around and take care of the young kids, Man. although, let's be clear. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not your average family. Wouldn't it be nice to, you know, be in that situation, but have, like, you know, a brother you could confide in or, like, you know, depend Mike, on and Mike, be really why are you, big in your why life? Why are you doing this? I'm just why saying it would poking? be nice. <laughs> why are you poking at him? <laughs> it would be nice if he got off his ass and tried to fix the relationship with his brother, because, exactly. by the way, he's the oldest. It's his job. You know, to pick up the phone and be the bigger man. Plus, as we also found out in the crown, there's only so much you can do when you're not the crown or about to be the crown. Yeah, think about that. Like, you've got all all of the people around the king who are just finally getting into, you know, power after many, many years. And Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's a battle still between the queen's people and his people and trying to figure out who's going to be what, doing what going forward. Yeah. Meanwhile, William's people are in the wings like, well, <laughs> well, oh my God. I just want to be like, I, I want to have an unimportant position in that family. Yes. I don't want to be anybody of importance, just the one they forgot about. I want to be one of those jobs that we heard about in that one episode where they were like, let's look at our finances. Yes, the and goose guy. I want to be the, the, swan, the guy. swan guy, the yeah. royal swan guy. <laughs> I want to be the royal uh, napkin folder because yeah. remember there was a guy. Yes. That's his job. Is and she's like, napkins. do you do this? He's this the is linen. your job. And he's like, yep, been doing it. My whole family's been doing it for 1,800 years. <laughs> so good. Oh, my God. All right. Well, uh, endlessly fascinating. I hope she is well, regardless of what this story is. And I hope that Spanish reporter has some security because mm-hmm. I just feel like people yeah. are going to come for her. Yeah. Um, we're going to totally turn the table and talk about your sourdough journey. Oh, thank you. Because you mentioned something, you and your wife are starting uh, a starter, a sourdough starter. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned something happened to your starter. And I want to talk about it when we come back right here. Hey guys, Bradley here for my good friends at Little Blind Spot and Hunter Douglas. Did you know that without energy efficient window coverings, a home can lose up to 30% of heating and cooling energy through its windows? According to the Department of Energy, when it comes to Hunter Douglas window treatments, energy efficiency and comfort go hand in hand. Hunter Douglas cellular shades are the most insulating interior shades available anywhere. While you might think your vinyl blinds are helping save energy, studies have shown that cellular shades outperform traditional vinyl blinds in terms of energy efficiency. Visit the Little Blind Spot showroom to explore how premium Hunter Douglas window treatments can enhance and elevate your home, delivering the utmost in sophistication and quality. Choose from different materials, styles, operating systems, fabrics, and colors to create your perfect Hunter Douglas window treatment solution. Check out the Little Blind Spot showroom in downtown Hopkins or online at littleblindspotmn.com. The Little Blind Spot, we're big on service. Welcome back to the adventures of bread. <laughs> it's been a very bread-heavy uh, program today, Mike. 
which I'm fine with. Usually it always turns food when it's you and me. I know. There's always food to chat about Mm -hmm. on the adventures of Bradley and Dawn. I am Bradley. That is Mike. Dawn will be back with us tomorrow. Let's call this segment Sour Do's and Don'ts. See what I did there? Sour Sour Do's and Don'ts. (laughs) Boo doo boo boop. There, I just added a jingle. It It was very cute. Boop, boop, boop. Um, The reason I said that is because you and your wife are on a sourdough journey. How's it going? Uh, Not well. When you say not well, what do you mean by that? Because sourdough, look, it's a journey of twists and turns. It's Mm -hmm. not a straight line. Well, we attempted to start a starter. Yep. And it didn't go. We needed needed jumper cables. What didn't... Go. So I, I followed, you know, some random person followed on social media that I saw, and I started just, you know, I went with the technique, added the water, added the, I found the uh, rye uh, flour. flour that you yep, mentioned, so, so I got the right flour. So for those of you who don't know, mm-hmm. sourdough is basically, it, it's a technique of making bread with a natural starter. So instead of buying packaged yeast, and there's a reason we can talk about that, all that stuff, but... In order to make the natural, uh, to get the natural bacteria and yeast that help the bread rise, you have to create a starter. And the starter can be a little hinky to start with yep. <laughs> if you've never done it before. Once you get it going, sure. it's going to be like I've had a starter going since 2020. Okay. And I've never had a problem since. Love it. With okay. my starter, it's just like getting it to, to go off. Okay. So, so that's what I need to what? know. Because I put in the amounts, put in what was supposed to happen. And then the way it was described to me is that, it wants to be a little, you want it to be a little wetter than a dough consistency and more like a pancake batter consistency. Okay. And I think I might have got a little too aggressive with that and went a little too watery. Okay. Because uh, let it sit. And you'd also mentioned, and we did start utilizing the, uh, the oven technique, putting it in the oven with just the light on in there, just because it's a tough. It gives you a little time bit of, of heat because this time of year is yeah. hard to get things started because mm-hmm. it is a little cooler in the house usually. Yep. So we got in a ball jar, we got that on top, we put the lid, you know, just loosely place the uh, top of the lid on top, put it in there, let it go for a couple of days, and I was like, oh, I f- feel like it's doing something and then it said you want to feed it so we gave it a little bit more gave it a little bit more water and uh after a few days it kind of started getting more it was like soppy it was pretty pretty liquidy not getting the bubble formations and then it started getting extremely smelly Okay. Like, and you said it was like, uh, it was at, a very strong acid smell. At right? one point, it it smelled like paint thinner. Okay. And I was or like, like nail, uh, nail nail polish remover. Nail, yeah. nail polish remover. Exactly. Okay. It smelled like that. So that's a totally normal, common thing that okay. happens. And what it means is that you're the so it to me it's a good sign. And the good sign is you've got some stuff in there that's mm-hmm. the bacteria and the yeast. The problem is it doesn't have enough to eat. Got and, it. That's usually the result. They call it hooch. Okay. It'll get like a, it'll form a liquid on top. Yes. Like a clear liquid that stinks. Uh huh. And that's usually when your flour, when the bacteria has eaten everything that it can eat. Got it. And it's like, I want more. Okay. So really, that's a good thing because what it means is you're on the right track. I think you just need to feed it more, just which feed means, it more. okay. So once you start to see some, you know, like you mix up, and th- here's the other thing. You, and, I apologize if you guys are like, I don't know what you're talking about right now. But trust me, the result is going to be some amazing bread. The starter can be thin or thick. There's all sorts of theories and ideas and versions. I always do like one-to-one. Okay. So whatever amount of flour I put in, I put in the same amount of water. Got it. 
So if I put in and, you know, you can get real fiddly with a scale and mm-hmm. do grams or you could do like a tablespoon of flour and a tablespoon of water, sure. quarter cup of flour, a quarter cup of water. And every day after like the first two days or so, like if you start to see some bubbles yep. from that point on every day, take out half, replace uh, with more. Ta- and then the next day, take out half, replace more Got just it. every day. Until you start to see like some really good bubbles the next day you, you show up and you'll start to see some really vigorous growth. So if you're going half cup, half cup, you yep. come in the next day, take half of that out, do another half cup, half cup, and you yep. just keep going. And like eyeball it. It doesn't eyeball. have to be. And in fact, you can actually take out more than half. Like I would probably take out two thirds okay. every day. Like once it starts to bubble, yep, I would take out like two thirds of whatever I put in. And then I would, you know, pick around amount like a quarter cup or a half cup and then you know but the same amount of flour same amount of water with that little bit of starter that remains because you really don't need a ton Mm -hmm. you just need enough food for it to eat once it starts so you always want to have more of the flour water mixture than the amount you leave behind got it now when you go through it and you're doing it well and it is actually absolutely a really good starter and it's what where, where you want it to be yeah does it have an odor at that point is it'll it, be, it should smell sweetly sour sweetly sour okay so if that makes sense like not super duper sour but mm-hmm. even like when you get the hooch yeah it's fine here's what i do if because that happened to me in the sure. beginning a lot just pour off the hooch okay do the thing where you take out like two-thirds of the flour water mixture okay the starter and then refeed it and Got then it. it should you know it should fix itself because basically everything in there is just like we want mm-hmm. we want uh we want more food now in the beginning it's harder because you want to keep enough of the bacteria alive and yeah. what you're trying to do is get enough of that bacteria and stuff to to stay alive sure to the point that you're feeding it and then and then once you do it's just going to be like you could literally leave like a thumbnail of starter behind feed it and it'll be good to go now once you get to that point and you do have it in the jar and like you said you've had yours since 2020 you can you keep it on the counter and keep feeding it, or you then put so it in the what fridge? i always do is okay. if i'm baking like if you're baking bread like multiple times a week Mm -hmm. then you can keep it out on your counter got it most people aren't like that sure i bake on the weekend so i keep my starter in the fridge and once you put in the fridge it just kind of stops what it's doing or slows down and how after i take out what i need for my recipe Uh then i feed it again stick it in the fridge for a week if you're going to be gone for a trip take out a bunch feed it right before you leave stick it in the fridge and when you say put it in the fridge for a week like you just put it in there by itself yep. do its thing you don't yep. worry about if feeding you it wanted at that point. to you could feed it okay. again but you don't need to got it okay all right good to know oh my god mike we're gonna get you some fresh baked bread soon i'm loving it it's coming fast all right when we come back the show's coming fast we'll be right back with uh some more chatter here on the adventures of bradley and donna my talk 1071 it does look a little sunny out there I'll take it. God, we've been so blessed with good weather. I don't know what that means for the rest of the world, but I am grateful that right now in the Twin Cities, we got a little bit of sunshine and above average temperatures. Go outside, take a deep breath, take your coat off, and enjoy Twin Cities. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the adventures of Bradley and Dawn. We were just talking about bread, and I think making your own bread is like a really good money-saving adventure, but I also just think it's, you know... I mean, homemade bread just tastes amazing. Oh, yeah. But I promise we won't talk about bread for another segment <laughs> unless it involves saving money at the grocery store. And here's why. So before the show, Mike, we were out uh, in the, I don't know, what, do you, what would you even call that area? Just sort of the 
prep area. Lobby prep area. Lobby. Sure. Lobby. The lobby of the My Talk mm-hmm. Studios. And B. Arthur was out there. Ross was out there. And uh, Engineer Mike was out there. And we were just talking about how, I mean, we kind of went all over the place in terms of our conversation, like the state of, of customer service in the world. Sure. And, um, delivery. We talked about how expensive it is to do food delivery. Oh, yeah. I have this habit. And I promise this will be quick. Yeah. I, Jamie was out of town this weekend. And whenever he's out of town, I'm like, I'm usually the one that cooks. So I was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to have food delivered. Nice. But every time I go to like order food, by the time I get done ordering everything and I'm ready to press like order, mm-hmm. it's like between 50 and a hundred dollars. so insane. I can't order a hundred dollars of food. No. Like for myself. And it's not like, I, I mean, I do eat, mm-hmm. but I'm talking like maybe I get an entree or two because... For example, I wanted Indian food, and I was like, I'll get a couple entrees, an appetizer, and maybe like a dessert. It literally was $75 plus tip, plus all of the fees they had. So I was like, I can't do that. No. Long story short, that took us to a conversation about the price of groceries in the grocery store and how I know we've had this conversation about inflation, but it's more than just inflation. Like literally the price of everything is through the roof. Just everyday products. And so then we started sharing tips and tricks on like how to save a few bucks at the grocery store. So to that end, 651-641-1071, if you have any like hot tips that you've been employing at the grocery store to save a few bucks because it's tough out there, let us know. One of the things that uh, I have started to do, and this is so... Look, I like to spend money on dumb things. Mm -hmm. Like some people would say, I can't believe you spend all that money on a cruise, for example. Sure. But when it comes to like going to the grocery store, I am always looking for a bargain. Mm -hmm. So I've started buying like a whole turkey breast at Costco. You know how they have a whole roast turkey breast already cooked everything. And I slice that. For sure. Instead of buying lunch meat that's Mm pre-sliced for literally like between 10 and $15 a pound. Yeah. You can get it at Costco for like three ninety nine a pound, but you're going to have to, you know, get it home, unwrap it, cut it up, start slicing, put it in little bags. Mm-hmm. You know, we we just became uh, food sealer people. Oh, my God. Yes. Which I love it. We got a food sealer for uh, for Christmas and it is amazing how easy and convenient it is. But uh, Sarah loves her. I think her favorite food is salmon. So she loves oh, that's perfect for salmon. Huge, huge things of salmon. Yeah. And you just cut them all up into whatever small portion you want and then use those freezer bags to uh, or the vacuum sealers yeah. to go ahead and vacuum seal those shut, put them in the freezer and uh, especially ready to go. for two. I mean, we have two in our house yep. as well. And, you know, it's so much cheaper to buy in bulk, but yes. you're like, I can't eat all this food, mm-hmm. but a food saver that see, that was the argument I made to Jamie when yeah. I wanted to buy the, the vacuum sealer. Sure. Was, we are going to save so much money because I can buy these giant ass packs of, mm-hmm. of, and the other problem you have is you throw it in a Ziploc or something. And it's, if it's going to be in the freezer for any length of time, it's just, you know, yeah. it's just not the same. It's not going to work. So yeah, we've been working really hard on uh, that. And then just uh, food prep, you know, like you said, buying in big quantities, but then portioning out what you're going to eat throughout the week. And then that way, not only are you usually eating healthier, but you're also usually eating a little bit cheaper too. 
Do you have any other, like, do you go to certain stores that are cheaper for certain well, things? Yeah, I think, uh, well, we've really just, I mean, Aldi is obviously the big one, right? Yeah. Like a lot of people talk about it. It's just, it's remarkable where you can just come out of there with three big bags full of stuff and you're like, I feel like most other places, this is going to be a hundred dollar bill and it's 35 bucks or something, yeah. you know? So that's always uh, a big What's like saving. the biggest bargain you think for you guys at Ooh, Aldi? I'm trying to think. Um... I mean, the meat's pretty, pretty. Do you both do the shopping? I forget. Yeah, we do. Yep. Yeah, we so both you go together. Do together. Yep. yep. Oh, it's adorable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's always good. Um, we always get a bunch of jalapenos. We're on this kick right now where we get stuffed jalapenos, like bacon wrapped jalapenos. We're yeah. eating those all the time. Wait, you're but, buying them already made? No, we're making our own. Oh, but you say. can get jalapenos really cheap there at the store. And then right now, here, if you want to know what our like technique has been, yeah. Quick Trip right now has a sale on their bacon. So you go get that really cheap oh, two dollars and forty nine bacon at Quick Trip, and then you get the jalapenos from from Aldi. Grab some cream cheese while you're there, and all of a sudden you've got yourself some great appetizers for the whole week. That's brilliant. Mm-hmm. So you, you're eating that stuff all week. I oh mean, my god, I'm jealous. Yeah, we we yeah we well I like wanna, we eat. Yeah, no, I'm just saying like making like fancy appetizers. Oh sure, for yeah, a yeah. Weeknight. Yep, that's, yep. That's living, man. It is. It's good. Um, okay, that's a. Gr- I like the idea of the bake. You know, like mm-hmm. looking for th- uh, things that are on special. Yeah, I am not as good about like being a coupon special person. Like, sure, I need to do better at looking at what's on special my whole thing is usually bulk i'm like mr bulk so i'm like what can i like i'll buy five you know like the the five gallon not five gallon it's like a gallon drum of like black pepper okay you know the whole black pepper and then i'll you know seal that up and you Mm -hmm. know like dole it out over time because i hate you know spending like ten dollars for a little pepper thing sure when i know i can go buy a jug of it at the Costco Business Center, which, by the way, has spices in bulk. Nice. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, the bacon's always the weird one, though, because bacon is that play, is that uh, one. You can usually find good deals at weird places. Like, I wouldn't normally think about doing my grocery shopping at no, Menards. No, but it's genius because they like, want... Menards, yeah. you can sometimes get really, really good prices on bacon that are just like, wow, why would I ever go there for it? But that's what they've got. Yeah, no, that's really smart. Mm-hmm. Do you guys do the, like, what's on sale, let's buy that, or do you look for, like... We always get chicken breasts, so we're going to look for the place that has the cheapest chicken breast. Yeah, it would be that. We kind of always know where we're going to for for those sorts of things. But, again, we've kind of transitioned. We were always, uh, you know, heading to some of the other grocery stores. But now it's like I think we're pretty much just straight Aldi at this point because it's just it's amazing how much you can save in the long term when you start looking at it. I need to go back to Aldi. I I got kind of, you know, like I was like, eh, it doesn't work for me because – I like, again, I like to buy things in bulk Mm -hmm. Um, and it's usually like the, you know, like eggs or sure. I don't know, produce. I mean, I, but I know you can get good deals there. So I need to go back and see. The one thing I would say about the produce is it's all usually very good. You have to check it a little bit, but I would just say if you plan on uh, not eating it for late, I, you'd be better off making three trips or two trips to Aldi during the week than buying all of your produce on Monday uh, and expecting it to be good on Wednesday or on Saturday, yeah. like Friday or Saturday. Yeah. It does seem like sometimes the uh, produce will go bad a little bit quicker oh, than some of the other places. So, okay. but we're to the point now where it's just like, Oh, what do we need for, you know, Thursday? Well, I'll run, you know, Tuesday or My Wednesday. Thing is I try to buy things that don't spoil. Yeah, exactly. So cabbage, which, mm-hmm. spinach. Yep. Things that I can like, I know will last in the fridge through the rest of the week or I'll have to make it on Sunday and then, you know, reheat it during the week or something like that so that it or freeze it or, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, All right. So let's see what else we got. We've got the. I'm trying to think of the other things that I'll try to do at Costco. Meat is like 
truly one of the biggest yeah. savings at Costco. I just can't even bring that. myself. It, it's more expensive to go to Cub, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah. For if if you're trying to buy in quantity, sure. Although um, the good thing about places like Cub is they'll have different cuts of meat that, you know, Costco is going to have like a do- a dozen different. Well, not a dozen, but like half a dozen cuts of meat. So you're kind of like stuck with whatever they have. Whereas, you know, Cub or whatever is going to have every cut of meat Definitely. or the, you know, butcher or whatever, wherever you go. The other cost saving thing that we've kind of referenced or talked about is when it comes to like your parchment paper or your yep. tin foil or whatever, that is just always a, a Dollar Tree chip. Yeah, you said you, go, you do that you know, too. There's a, it's a little bit lower quality, but really at the end of the day, is that much better quality parchment paper going to make a massive difference? Probably not, depending on what you're using it for. No, so that's a, that's a way that you can go get uh, some stuff for a buck 25 when it's going to be four bucks anywhere else. I have so. in my kitchen right now, I have a... 25 pound bag of wheat. Okay. A 25 pound bag of rice <laughs> and an 11 pound bag of dog food. And I was thinking of picking up a thing of beans. Sure. And I was like, I think I have to stop myself. Otherwise, I'm going to have so many. Poor Jamie. He, like the things that he puts up with, I just, to me, it's, it's much, it makes much more sense to buy that stuff in bulk and then just have it because it's so much cheaper than buying like a bag here and a bag there. And, Especially like rice and stuff, which we eat that stuff literally every single week. Yeah. Who's on the phone? We got Sarah on the line. Hey, Sarah, what did you want to share? You saving money? Uh, yeah, saving money at, at Aldi. Oh, perfect. Tell me how. Okay, so what I do, what I have done is I go ahead and shop at Aldi, but then take the time to go over to Cub or to um, Target and do uh apples to apples comparison mm. of the store name brand. Yeah. And yeah, it's about it's consistently thirty five percent or more less than the other stores. Really? So you're saying Aldi is like consistently thirty some percent cheaper than like Cub or whatever? Correct. Got it. So definitely value for money. And if you're in like yeah. Aldi's the kind of place too where it's not necessarily going to be a name brand, but if you're fine with that, it's not like the quality is going to be that different, right? The quality has been good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm been very pleased with it. All right. Good to know. Hey Sarah, thanks for calling and sharing. Sure. All right, there are plenty of ways to save. If you guys have other ways to save, I feel like we should do this on the regular, like if you have tips and tricks, because look, it's tough out there. It's rough out there just going through the grocery store aisles. There's all these like amazing, like prepared foods and things where I'm like, oh, I want to try that. And I'm like, I am not spending $10 for a jar of olives. (laughs) I will learn how to brine my own damn olives. I will find a man with a tree (laughs) who will send me his olives. (laughs) I just, I, I am cheap to, to, uh, well, at least when it comes to food anyway. Hey, when we come back, are we still doing a game today? We are. Who's going to play with us? You are going to be challenging Grant. Ooh, this will be interesting. Mm -hmm. All right. Grant's going to join us for game show roulette. When we come back right here on. Hey, my talkers, Bradley here for my good friends at Dakota Dental. I love Dakota Dental. I mean, in addition to just being great dentists for the whole family, by the way. So get your appointments on the calendar if you haven't done so already. You've got a whole new year's worth of benefits. Put them to great use at a great dentist. Dakota Dental also is a part of their community, and they like to get together and do stuff as a team. And in fact, I'm going to join them to help raise money. They are doing the Polar Plunge this year. I am literally going to do the Polar Plunge with the team over at Dakota Dental. (sighs) 
it has been many, many years since I did a polar plunge. I am not that excited about the plunge itself, but I am excited to be supporting my favorite dentist at Dakota Dental. Um, I'll tell you more as we get close to that. Hopefully the weather is going to hold up a little bit for that experience. But I just wanted to tell you, that's one of the things that makes Dakota Dental Dakota Dental special. Head to dakotadental.com today and don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you. One more time that hopefully Grant (laughs) does not kick my butt in today's game show roulette. Or we can at least show up this time. Well, you know, last time we played together. That's true. Right? Didn't we? Or no, we played against each other. We just played poorly. We did. Both times. The last two times we played Family Feud or no. um, uh, No, it was Family Feud. It was a Family Feud and both of them have been poor showings. (laughs) But uh, sell it, Grant. Redeem ourselves. Yeah, I think we're going to have to. Uh, good afternoon. Welcome back to the last segment of today's episode of The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Sounds so regal when you say it like that. But ultimately, it's just a bunch of boobs hanging out, mm-hmm. shooting the you-know-what. Mm-hmm. Um, Grant, of course, from Lori and Julia is stepping in today for Dawn, who hopefully will be back with us tomorrow. Grant, thanks for, I know you were getting yelled at <laughs> and uh, things thrown at you moments ago. No problem. So I appreciate that you... Uh, ducked in here and uh snuck away for a minute yeah yeah so thank thanks you for, for joining us thanks for <laughs> mike spin that wheel time now to play along it's game show roulette here's your host mike ganger it is how we wrap up the show every single day i've got a wheel filled with game shows i'm gonna give it a spin whatever game show it stops on that's what we're playing today there goes the wheel where will it stop just like looking for 23 when Bradley bet all that money on it. It's not a 23. What is it? Card Sharks. It is Card Sharks. Mm, Appropriate. You know, Mike was in the big LV. That's mm-hmm. right. <laughs> the big LV. What do you call Does Vegas have like a thing? I think you said Sin in City? Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. Just Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or Sin City, right? Yeah. Oh, Sin City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to play a little card sharks today. Of course, uh, how we've been playing card sharks as of late, we don't actually incorporate cards. It's just kind of the uh, over-under version of this game, which is a lot of fun and a very simple and straightforward, so you won't have to uh, know too much. Grant. We're not going to suck um, real bad at this one, Grant. Great. I, Set me up for... I mean, you could. Hey, you don't know. <laughs> All right, so how it works is uh, I'm going to give you a question. You're each going to give an answer to the question, which you think is uh, closest as you possibly can get. Your opponent will then say over and under. If uh, that person's right, they'll get the point, and we go back and forth. It's very simple. Very uh, easy. Flipping a coin now, call it in the air. Our guest, uh, Grant? Tails never fails. Uh, it's still spinning. It just did. Heads. Oh, dang it. Do you want to go first or second, Bradley? (laughs) Uh, I'll go second. You're going to go second. All right. That means this first question is for you, Grant. Okay. At what temperature does butter melt? Ooh. What's the melting point of butter? That is a great question. And I'm going to get this so wrong, but I'm going to say the goal is just to be as as you think close to the right answer to make it difficult on Bradley. Oh, I'm going to go 99 degrees, Bob. 99 99. degrees. Bradley, do you think it's over or under 99 degrees? Well, could I melt butter if I had a fever? That's what I was thinking. I'm going to say it's going to take a little bit more body heat than that. So I'm going to say over. Is the melting point of butter over 99 degrees? (laughs) It's not. First point's going to Grant. Grant! (laughs) 
Uh, good guess, though. 87.1. Ah, 87. Oh, wow. Okay, much lower threshold. So if I put a pat of butter mm-hmm. on, your forehead. on my forehead right now, it should melt. It will melt, yes. We need to do that. That's, you got, do you have <laughs> that's any pats of butter? <laughs> Quarters last week, butter this week. There we oh, go. That's exactly. We're going to do that on social. <laughs> Hell Quinn. I love it. Uh, let's move on to the next one here, Bradley. You're going to give me your answer for this one. What is the average weight of a male great panda? <laughs> Oh, geez. The God. average weight of a great a male great panda. I feel like animals are always way heavier than you think. So that doesn't make any sense. But uh, a male panda is mm-hmm. going to weigh 100 and no, two. I'm going to say two. 225. 225. Grant, do you think it's higher or lower than 225, the average average weight of the male great panda? I'm going to go lower. You're going to go lower. Yeah. Is it lower than 225? It is. That point's Grant! going to Grant as well. And I will just say, though, Bradley, that that, that did you dirty because you had a great guess. 215 oh, is actually where it was so at. close. So very, very, very close uh, as we move on to the next one. Though. So basically, I am a male great panda. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I'm almost <laughs> <Love> there. <laughs> no, you're not. Mm, He's like enough. 95 pounds. I wish. Uh, Petite. Let's move on to the next one here. Uh, it's going to be Grant giving his answer to this one. Uh, how many U.S. presidents have died in office? Oh, this Died one might just be in a, office. Yeah. In office. Okay, I'm gonna go with three, Bob. You can go with three. You think it's over or under three, Bradley? I'm pretty sure. Does that include like assassinations? Yep. How many U.S. presidents have died in office? Then I'm gonna say higher. Is it higher than three? Yes, it is. Points going but to Bradley. How much higher? Uh, eight. Oh, if I wow. remember correctly, I believe four assassinations and four just died of natural causes in office. Wow. Okay, that's a lot I more believe. than I yeah. obviously expected. Wow, but that's what they're telling me. Love it. Speaking of uh, the president, let's stick uh, with that uh, same You're vein. Still killing it, Grant. Yeah, you got a two-one no lead. No suckage on this uh, no, side. No, we are on point today. Plexiglass today. Two-one lead. We're moving on to question number four out of seven. Bradley, you're setting the line for this one. How many gallons of paint does it take to paint the exterior of the White House? Oh, jeez. How many gallons of paint does it take to paint the exterior of the White House? Like, I feel like I should just pick a number out of my, Yeah, you know what. Mm -hmm. Um, The key is to pick a number you think your opponent will go the wrong way on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say gallons of paint. Gallons of paint to cover the exterior of the White House. Okay, the White House is smaller than we think. Is it? But I just feel like it has to be. (laughs) Stop laughing. (laughs) I'm trying to create some like plausible uh, rationale here. Um, I'm going to say it is 1,250 gallons. 1,250 gallons. Grant, do you think it is over or under 1,250 gallons to cover the exterior of the White House? I'm going to go lower. I just, I feel like that's a little high. If it's lower, you're going to take a big three to one lead with just uh, three questions to go. If not, it's going to be going over to Bradley and we're going to have a tie game. Is it lower? It absolutely is lower. Good job. 570 gallons is what it takes. I way overbid. So that means, Bradley, you need to get all three of these points to win. 
If you, uh, yeah, you got to get all three of these points to win is basically how it breaks down. If you get any of these, Grant, you are going to be our winner today Wait, in our I race get to four. Right? So You've you got did. one so okay. far. Yep. yep. So let's get through these last right. three quickly if we can. Yep. Uh, Grant, you're going to say it on this one. You're going to set that line. How many years did it take to carve, again, we're sticking with presidents today. How many uh, years did it take to carve Mount Rushmore? Oh, uh, how many years did it take to carve Mount Rushmore? 18. 18. You Bradley said that is like you know. Over well, maybe he does. He's short of time. Don't don't give your uh, don't show your hand. Maybe he knows. Okay, over or under eighteen years to carve Mount Rushmore, Bradley. You got to get this one right to get the point. I should know this because I alive. went there recently. Oh, and don't remember anything. <laughs> so I'm going to go over. You're going to go over eighteen years. If it is over eighteen years, you're going to still be alive. If it's under eighteen years, we're going to have Grant being our winner today. Is it over eighteen years? It is no! not. Grant is the winner today. Nicely Grant! done. Woo-hoo! Got four points. Four to one is where the score sits. Fourteen, by the way. Fourteen oh, years. Fourteen years. Mm-hmm. My first guess was fifteen, and I was like, ah, I felt like it's that's too short. So fourteen years. We got a couple questions to get through here just for fun, Good though. Job, Let's see Thank how you, you would have done on these. Uh, Bradley, give us a give us a time for this one. What was Usain Bolt's time when he broke the one hundred meter dash Olympic gold in twenty twelve or won the Olympic gold in twenty twelve? It's like nine seconds or something. <laughs> I think it's a little high. Is that high? Five <laughs> seconds. What is it? What do you want to go with? What do you want to go with? Uh, nine. That's that's way too high. It? It's gotta be the oh wait no I'm thinking the forty yard dash. You're thinking the forty yard. Yeah, I'm dash. thinking the forty yard dash. Yeah, We're thinking hundred meters. Hundred meters. That's hundred. Okay, so we Sorry. used to do two hundred meters out uh, on, when we would warm up. We mm-hmm. do a two hundred meter, which was you from probably... our door to the street at the firm. So it's half of that. I'm gonna go higher than nine. I'm gonna say ten. Okay, you can go higher than ten, still, Grant. I'm gonna go higher than ten. His time. Was nine point six three seconds oh, under, getting oh, under that getting under that ten second uh, milestone was uh, always huge when it comes we to the hundred meters. I love it. Mm-hmm. And finally, what year? Just throw this out here there because we have no time left. What year did the uh, world hit a population of a billion people? Oh, eighteen eighty seven, Bob. 1957. 1804. Mm. <laughs> so there you go. Congratulations. Job, Grant. That's Card And Grant, you got to win today. You Nicely done. Redeemed yourself. You're better than Card uh, Sharks and you are at Family Feud. That's true. <laughs> that Way better. Very, very true. Like, really surprisingly good at, like, random facts. I love how you got to the 9.67 there. That was where it was at. I mean, it's because I do CrossFit, Grant. That's right. Bradley. <laughs> right. Do, you do CrossFit. You can do anything, America. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to go sit in a room and uh, look at stories on the internet that we're going to talk about tomorrow. But up next, Lori and Julia will be in. No, actually, it's going to be Julia and Brittany again today. That's right. uh, Along with Grant. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again tomorrow. Have a great day.